0: Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at SportsCallAuburn.com.
1: Welcome back to Sports Call on this Wednesday. Ryan LeBoy, Tom Peavy, and Cam Barry with you here. Coming to you live from our studios on South College Street. Again, Shorten Show, Smith Station Softball coming up at the top of the hour, so we only have another 30 or 40 minutes with you here today. And What better way to spend some of that time with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. I hope you're doing well today, sir. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. Uh, before we get to all the events of yesterday and the upcoming uh, spring practices and that sort of thing, let's put a lid on the Auburn basketball season with a couple questions to start off with. First, uh, talking about that Saturday game, in Birmingham between Auburn and Houston uh, a a terrific first half for the Tigers obviously things went vastly different in the second half what did you what did you see from that game what what did Auburn do well in the first half and then what did Houston do well in the second half just just how did that game transpire the way it did
0: I think that game was kind of a combination of things I think it was basically Auburn's best game or one of their best performances of the season like we saw What Auburn is fully capable of in the first half of that game. Um, Just the way they were sharing the ball, the way they were shooting, the way they were playing defense. It was just just really, really good. I think they kind of showed what their peak performance could be in that first half. However, uh, that came at a time when, you know, Houston wasn't really playing to their standard. I think anybody who watched that first half knows that Houston was not playing defense like they normally do. Um, You know, they weren't shooting like they normally do as well. And so at halftime, Houston made the adjustments, uh, and they just started playing like a one-seed again. And when that happened, uh, Auburn just had a really hard time catching up and keeping up. Um, and so you saw a lot of the issues that we've seen this season from Auburn, like offensive inconsistency, um, struggling with really good guards uh, on on the defensive end of the floor. When those things kind of came together in the, in the second half, it was just a really, really bad matchup for Auburn. And it started looking like the worst-case scenario for them. So it, it was it was weird because it's kind of fitting that Auburn ended its season with looking like, you know, what their, their real positives, like their strengths were really standing out in the first half. And then their weaknesses really stood out in the second half as well. And so it kind of encapsulated the whole season in kind of one game. Um and, and the fact that they were so competitive and so good, especially early against a great team, we saw, we saw that from time to time this season. Um, but it just never seemed like they could get over the hump consistently enough against uh, really, really good teams. And uh, Houston obviously um, you know, figured it out in the second half. And so, um, you know, nothing to be ashamed of for Auburn losing to a team like Houston. But I think it's just kind of fitting with the frustrations of the season that you felt like you really had a chance to compete with them, and you did. Uh, for for the first half and it just it just went it went out of control there in the second half one.
1: And then Justin, obviously everyone quickly pivots to what's next for this roster. Obviously, we know that the transfer portal is not unique to football. It is very active in all the sports and we've already seen that in college basketball. So when we start to look ahead towards the coming months of what Auburn will have to do roster management wise, what are some of the key decisions? in your mind that Auburn's going to have to make their mind up on? And then uh, just what are the biggest needs for this team in the offseason? It's all
0: going to start with what happens in the COVID decisions for uh, Jalen Williams and Alan Flanagan. Uh, I think Auburn would love to have both of those guys back for a fifth year if possible. And we've seen a number of guys coming back for their fifth year in college basketball. Armando Bacot just making that big announcement today. For North Carolina, like it's gonna happen for a lot of these guys, and you know, for for a good number of these players, like you can make better money nil wise staying in school than you know trying your hand at maybe being a second round pick or UDFA or a G League guy uh, or or playing overseas. So it'll be very interesting to see where Jalen Williams and Allen Flanagan kind of where they come down because I think that's where it all kind of starts for Auburn. Um, If you lose, say a Jalen Williams. Now you've got to sit here and say, okay, what is your plan at the four moving forward? And we've already seen Auburn you know, They went after the uh, the transfer. They at least contacted a big transfer from Wofford, who's a stretch four. Um, there's been a number. That they they reset the big man from TCU today as well. Who uh, could, could, could fit in their system. Um, and then, you know, if Alan Flanagan leaves, you start to say, okay, well, there's a little bit more where you can say Auburn can replace a guy like, obviously, um a uh, chance Westry would fit in, uh, you know, on that off-ball spot if you if you want to play him there, or you go and try to get another wing in the transfer portal, or try to, you know, kind of kind of load up there, um, and then you see who goes into the portal. Um, Bruce Pearl has, you know, didn't shy away from the fact that he thought that, or uh, also this, Bruce Pearl said we will see who leaves in the transfer portal, and it's not that like Auburn's going to run guys off or anything like that. It's just a common fact of the, the portal last year it was devin cambridge a couple of years ago it was a whole mess of guys um you gotta go you can go all the way back to davion mitchell leaving auburn um you know a few years ago like it, that attrition is natural and it's only going to accelerate um you know the, the more that the portal uh, becomes a thing you know and is established in college basketball so for auburn it's just i think it hinges on what those two key guys do those starters, and then you see what kind of ha- happens from there i think they definitely need to upgrade their shooting um they got better towards the end of the season shooting the ball but it wasn't consistent throughout the year offensively this was one of the weaker teams that bruce pearl has had um you know since uh, since the, the 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 breakout year when they first won the sec um and and it'll be very interesting to see what they what they can do to really reload and replenish uh, in their backcourt. You only have Aiden Holloway coming in. You only have Zep Jasper guaranteed to leave. So there's a whole lot of directions that this roster can go in. But I think, obviously, offense, shooting, size, and maybe the two and the three could really help them out as well. And just guys could create for them and get buckets because there was just a hard time for Auburn this season. Um, having that guy that could have that go-to player or – just people who could create their own shot, and you know, it really hurt them in, in some of these games, especially against teams who had that, you know, like an Arkansas, like a like a Houston, like an Alabama. Um, and so Auburn really, really needs to, to reload from there. But yeah, this roster could go in a bunch of different directions um, because um, guys are going to be looking around and seeing who's coming in, who they, who Auburn's recruiting already, and you know, uh, you know where they stand, and um, some real playing time decisions are going to have to be made.
1: A lot to keep an eye on for the next month or two with Auburn basketball for sure. So let's pivot now to football pro day yesterday for Auburn. We will start with the people we anticipated being there, guys trying to make the NFL for the first time. What did you see from guys? I I, I know Shed Jackson, Tank Bigsby made a lot of headlines. What did you see from those guys and just anything else that stood out to you?
0: Yeah, those two guys are definitely the big winners of pro day. Obviously, I think Shedrick Jackson running a crazy good 40-time. Unofficial, of course, but it was a super fast time um that would put him among the best wide receivers in this class um and then you've got you know a, a really good vertical uh jump that was really impressive to watch him do he just tested well i thought but he looked good on the on-field portions uh of uh, of pro day as well and then tank bigsby ran a 40 at the combine that he didn't really like he felt like he could do a lot better uh, he felt like he could he could be faster at his pro day so with his second shot at pro day he runs that faster time he gets to You know, prove that you know he is—he is quicker than what he showed in Indy, which obviously is going to help his stock. Uh, And then did a good job, I think, catching the ball out of the backfield and and showing his versatility there, because that's what the NFL wants first and foremost now from their running backs. If you cannot give you give any value in the passing game, it's going to be hard to get get you on the field these days. So, um, you know, I think I think those two guys were the big winners there. You know, we'll see about the about the others. Um, You know, there were some good uh, numbers posted. I think. When you see a guy like uh, you see a guy like John pump out like 28 bench press reps, which is, which would have crushed any number that a tight end put up at the combine, you know that's the thing that getting like him and Chad Jackson. Those those testing numbers, these guys aren't necessarily like drafted you know prospects right now. Not a lot of people are sitting there saying, "Oh yeah, these guys are definitely going to get get drafted." But it could you know performances like that can c- get you on the radar, and so when you get in those late picks uh, those late rounds or potentially being a priority undrafted free agent um, those numbers definitely can can really help you out
1: and so then there was a surprise visitor he was a large one Uh, cam newton comes uh, makes the announcement the night before that he's going to be throwing an auburn's pro day he arrives i know unfortunately media did not get to chat with him but but what did you see from him and obviously he still wants to be it seems like not only in the nfl but he still wants to be a starter in the nfl and look there's a lot that goes into that but uh did he help his case at all yesterday
0: I think it definitely helped um it definitely didn't hurt uh he made some really good throws and some, uh, showed some really good arm strength for a guy who's you know he's closing in on i think he turns 33 in less than two months uh, it's gonna be tough for him to get back in the league everybody knows that once you're out especially at a quarterback spot like it's, it's hard to get back in but he had a captive audience and um you know he, he's gonna have a chance to at least get on somebody's radar um, you know, up and down day with his accuracy, but you can still see, man, he's got it. When it terms of the, just that physical ability, it, you know, as, as as his brother said after after practice, it's, it's not like he's been sitting on the couch for the past year. Even though he didn't have a contract, he's been trying to get back into the league. So, this was kind of a, a an opportunity to say, hey, you know, I've still got it. If y'all if y'all need a quarterback, call me. Um, you know, I can I can still provide value. Um, but, you know, the big thing, as Caitlin Newton said afterwards, this was, this was first and foremost uh, an opportunity for him to help out his younger brother. Auburn didn't have a quarterback in this class, so getting a guy to throw to him um, like, like Cam was, was kind of cool. Obviously, Sheddery Jackson obviously took advantage of that as, as well. So um, it was a cool moment. It was a neat moment. It was great to see Cam back there. And as I wrote today in the Observer, it's kind of fitting, you know. With, with you know, he was famous for a comeback at Auburn. Um, you know, he's he's made so many great plays, and he's a, he's a program legend um, at this point. To see him come back and say, "Hey, you know, if I still if he's still got some football left in the tank," him making this step towards that, um, if he is going to get another contract starting at Auburn again, I think it was it was really fitting to to, to see that. It's kind of a full circle moment uh, out there and. And we'll see if it uh, if, if it gets him any attention from from any of the teams because every NFL team was in the building here, there yesterday, so uh, he had a captive audience.
1: Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. One more for you, Ferg. Before we let you get out of here and transitioning into spring ball, here, uh, kind of give us an update on the, the practice schedule and, and where Auburn is at in spring ball. I think the first scrimmage was, was sometime last week. So, so, what's what's kind of the plan for practice here as we're nearing two weeks from May Day?
0: Yeah, today what's actually going on right now is Auburn's eighth practice of, of, of spring ball, and to get fifteen, May Day is one of them. So you're about at the halfway point of spring ball. And uh, you know they'll have their first real scrimmage on Friday. Last sa- or sorry, last Friday was more of a kind of situational, you know, uh, some extra team stuff more than an actual, you know, cut and dry scrimmage. Friday will be a real scrimmage. They'll have officials in. They'll you know you know they'll be able to bring those guys in and see what they you know have in like more of a real team setting. This team's got a lot of work to do. Uh, that was kind of the message you freeze had. Uh, on on uh, on Monday when we talked to him, and that you know I think they like the energy, I think they like the effort, I think they like some of the strides that are being made at certain positions, but other positions like quarterback, like wide receiver, like some other spots on the field, uh Jack linebacker, they, they've got work to do, and, and so that's to be expected. I think people need to keep in mind that you know Auburn has had back to back losing seasons. Um, you know you can't just rebuild it and snap your fingers overnight and get everything fixed, and so especially with Auburn trying to get stuff going two new systems one on offense one on defense you don't have a you know there, there's no nick marshall there's no cam newton you know on, on this team right now this this can't miss you know instant impact transfer quarterback right now so in that case you're, you're building and you're trying to build up guys that are you know struggled last season yeah, at some of these key positions so um there's a lot of work to do but that's what spring ball's for and uh, i think Friday will show a lot about kind of where Auburn is and see if they can, you know, t- kind of take some steps forward uh, and, and get closer to where they want to be by the end of spring.
1: Uh, with the end of the basketball season and spring ball coming up, for what do you got going on uh, with the Observer here over the next couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, it's been a busy week with the Observer. Like I said, wrote about Cam today. Uh, also wrote, um, you know, about spring practices. So, so our observations from, from that earlier this week with our, with our viewing window, you can check that out doing a story on jeffrey imbaugh who we got to talk to today that'll be out tomorrow we'll have a podcast the mailbag comes back on friday after a couple weeks out uh, because of basketball and so there's a, there's a whole lot going on auburnreserver.com check it out it is uh, six dollars a month or you can go ahead and just take forty dollars and get the full year so you get all the football season pretty much all of bac- basketball season next year uh for the cheapest price that we that we have everything we do we email to you um, to your inbox about 6 a.m. Central Time, whether it's a newsletter or podcast. And we've got something on Auburn football and Auburn, or Auburn basketball pretty much every day of the week. Uh, auburnobserver.com, sign up
1: there. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. We hope you have another great week, and we look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys.